Astronomy Cast, episode 649. Why does everything happen on the holidays? Welcome to Astronomy Cast, our weekly facts based journey through the cosmos, where we help you understand not only what we know, but how we know what we know. I'm Fraser Kane. I'm the publisher of Universe Today. I've been a space and astronomy journalist for over 20 years. With me is Dr. Pamela Gay, a senior scientist for the Planetary Science Institute and the director of CosmoQuest. Hey, Pamela, how are you doing? I, I am doing well. I am super excited that this is our penultimate show. Mm-hmm, of our this penultimate season. show. And yes. next week, so normally we would like end the season with the show that we recorded before 4th of July, but with JWST's images coming out next week, we're hanging on a little bit longer than normal. Yeah, so we're going to stick around for two extra weeks, two extra shows. And be able to talk about the images of f- the first images from from James Webb, but we'll be a couple of days late in when we record it because the images are coming out on the twelfth. So we'll probably record it on the thirteenth, and then. But I think it'll the episode will still come into your hands at roughly the the same time. So yeah. you don't need to worry about it. But we will be changing our schedule for if you want to watch the show live, we'll be changing the schedule so that we will ha- be able to talk about it after the fact. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. It'll be this season will definitely go out with a bang. Hopefully, not with a bang. Hopefully, more with pretty pictures. Sure, I metaphorically. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that significant space and astronomy events seem to happen during the holidays? It's not a coincidence. There's actually a reason why. Today, we'll talk about some of the key events that happened during holidays and the underlying rationale. Now, when you described this idea for a show, I was skeptical. And then you mentioned a bunch of events and underlying rationale, and now I'm starting to come around. <laughs> but I had never noticed this. But clearly, you have. Um, right. So, so for me, it's it's been like my entire career. I've been explaining to family members why I can only sort of celebrate the holidays with them because my career requires me to sacrifice almost every holiday to science communications and i am only one of many many humans around the world who fall into this sad category of disappointing our loved ones over and over again for science <clears throat> let's let's provide some big examples before we talk about what's going on here and and like the the most recent big one has got to be the launch of james webb it was on christmas day and that one wasn't actually scheduled as a holiday ruiner. It just turned out to be a holiday ruiner. So, yes, in, in December 2021, uh, JWST tried over and over to launch before Christmas. And various things just kept not going right. And we ended up with a stupidly early in the morning on Christmas yeah. Day launch. And I, for one, decided... I was going to sleep through it because I had reached that point in my career. And it was like, like even stupidly earlier for me. Yeah. Um, because I'm Pacific standard time. So I think it felt like it was like three in the morning. I was yeah. up 
covering. Yeah, it was like five something here, and I for was you. not up. Yeah, yeah. So I was covering the launch of James Webb at three in the morning on Christmas Day, uh, and you know, like Christmas Day is not a big deal in this house. It is mostly just a regular day now. You know, now that the kids are out of the house, you know, yeah. we we use it as a chance to sleep in. Did not get a chance to sleep in. And and this is an almost 50-year tradition. Um, heck, it's almost a 60-year tradition. It's, 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 a, it's a tradition since 1968 with Apollo 8 where they circled the moon for the very first time in a piloted spacecraft on Christmas Day, getting us all the quotes that we see used over and over and over. And they didn't have to launch so that they were orbiting on Christmas Day. This was a purposeful decision hmm. that these astronauts would risk their lives and potentially die for the holidays. Right. So now let's... So so if James Webb was an accident, yeah. uh, and you mentioned Apollo 8, give, give me some other examples of launches or mission major mission events that happened during a holiday. So so Viking 1 was supposed to launch on New Year's 1976 uh for the bicentennial and it it failed things go wrong sometimes and then it was supposed to land uh 4th of July didn't quite make it but that's okay uh instead in 1982 on 4th of July the space shuttle landed uh STS Four, which was the last test flight of the space shuttle on Independence Day with Ronald Reagan right there in California <laughs> to, to add a boy the space shuttle program and say it is now regular flights ahead. And, and it just keeps going from there. Valentine's Day 1990, we had Voyager 1 take the pale blue dot photo. And and I just kind of love the poetry of they could have picked any other day, but yeah. basically Voyager 1 wanted to say, I love you, man, to the planet <laughs> Earth, and took a photo of us on, on Valentine's Day. Didn't know, did they take the picture on Valentine's Day, or did they release the image on Valentine's they Day? They took the photo on Valentine's Day. Okay, all right. Keep going. Okay, so we have Valentine's Day 1997 with Hubble Servicing Mission 2's first EVA. So sharing some love with Hubble. And uh, 4th of July 1997, we had the Sojourner rover and the Pathfinder lander. That was, for me, a, a graduate school event where I really started to realize they're doing it on purpose, aren't they? Now, was that the landing or the launch? That was the landing. So, right. so they they manipulated their schedule to make sure that landing of Pathfinder with Little Sojourner Rover that uh, I've seen compared to the size of a corgi, which delights me to no end. Uh, that was timed for 4th of July with NASA essentially doing an all-hands-on-deck to celebrate this success as we returned to Mars after this huge time period where there really weren't that many planetary missions. Now, I don't understand the why the 4th of July is an important day. I mean, that's three days after Canada Day. <laughs> 
I know. Why does I that know. matter? Well, well, how is that important? There weren't any arms involved with sojourners, so it wasn't as important for Canada. And so here <laughs> they were heading for U.S. Independence Day with NASA missions. Right, right. And and it's it's really part of of NASA being called on to share the excitement, the knowledge of what we're learning, and so much more with the American public as part of their, well, being part of the U.S. government. So when you have an American governmental thing, administration, you're going to celebrate Fourth of July. It's just the way it goes. I'm sure you've got more. I, I do. Uh, so Christmas 1999 was the the space shuttle's final EVA servicing mission. So that was kind of a happy Christmas, everyone. Have a space telescope. Uh, I just love that, that idea. It wasn't the last servicing mission. It was the last EVA of that servicing mission in 99. Uh, there were two more that weren't on holidays, it turned out. But uh, that, that 1999 one sure was. And as we start to enter this century, we start to enter a lot of, hey, let's do this over and over with various missions. So the conspiracy theory deepens. Mm-hmm. Let's see how far this rabbit hole goes. So, so as as we enter the two thousands, a a new emphasis uh, comes down for we shall release on social media, new media, all the forms of digital media. We shall live stream all the space goodness, and and this is something that really started to happen with Shoemaker Levy 9, but it took technology a few years to catch up and catch on. And it was in in 2001 where everyone is really starting to at least have heard about the internet. A lot more people are on it. And the Cassini flyby of Jupiter with Io transiting in front of Jupiter, that was a New Year's 2001 gift to the world that came to us from both the European Space Agency and NASA, all shiny and bright and wrapped up for us. But, like, do you think they planned to have yes. that flyby happen? Really? Yes. They, they actually juggle the trajectories just enough to have things, these things occur on holidays. And part of the reason they do this is when you're reporting information to at least NASA, I'm not quite sure how it works for the European Space Agency, you have to produce how many people were impacted by your event. You have to say how many people saw this. And if you have your random encounter occurring on a random Tuesday... Yeah, at four in the morning. Right, right. You're not going to get as many eyes on what's happening. Now, holidays are typically slow news days. It's easy to reach out and say to all of the big media platforms, hey, we have this thing that's happening on Christmas Day, New Year's Day. Can you help us? And create a media storm around something as simple as a flyby. 
And orbital dynamics is fairly insensitive in the outer solar system to plus or minus a few days, which makes it possible to schedule things like this. Mm. Yeah, right. And, and you have your launch window time, you have your... And then even like if you miss your launch window by a day, the spacecraft is still going to be doing a flyby within a 24-hour period. Well, you just adjust your firings and you can catch things up or slow things down as needed with small maneuvers. That's crazy. Uh-huh. That they would that they would they would use a little more fuel to make sure that they less. get their flyby or a little less, but they get their flyby happening during a time when they're going to get a lot of media. But it, I mean it absolutely makes sense. I mean you what do you do? You release good news on a Monday, you release bad news on a Friday, I think. Yep. And you release a spacecraft on a holiday. On a holiday, yeah. You release news about a spacecraft. And I think, I, I mean, I remember working and, f- you know, I worked at an internet development company back for the Sojourner landing. And so uh-huh. I remember tracking that with great interest. But it was, you just refresh CNN or you refresh right. NASA's website and see any new information. But... But they got you there refreshing. You were a statistic. For sure. And, but now, we, here we are at like peak live stream, and you can go watch a NASA mission and see 100,000 people watching some event happening simultaneously. It's, it's kind of crazy how, and that has just got to be gigantic impact for, for NASA and for ESA and all of these groups yeah. that are working together. So, uh, you know, if people are not quite convinced that there's some kind of theme, do you have more of these examples? Oh my goodness, yes. And Cassini <laughs> is is one of the major to blame ones. So so Christmas 2004 was the day they released the Huygens probe. They could have released it earlier. They could have released it later. They released it Christmas Day 2004. And they did it so it was timed to actually hit the primetime news Christmas Eve here in the United States. So we had a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Huygens release, uh, followed a few days later by New Year's with Cassini doing an amazing flyby of Iopetus. It was just like, yes, we shall do the things. And, and so Cassini really said, this works. Look at all the attention we're getting. And pretty soon, just about everyone else started paying attention to that. You remember Deep Impact when it mm-hmm. hit Temple One? Mm-hmm. That was that was a holiday. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so that was Fourth of July, two thousand and five. All of the American space community was like another holiday where NASA makes something go boom. Right. Yeah. It's what they do. They make things go boom, and and. With the space shuttle, we saw a whole lot of holidays celebrated. But for them, I think, other than that that 4th of July, and now we have fully tested the space shuttle, I think for the space shuttle program, the other one that was really important was 4th of July 2006, when the discovery went up um, very much on that date on purpose 
because that was the return of the flight after the Columbia accident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of people really wanted to say, we're back, we're okay. And, and that's how you say things like that. You mm-hmm. launch on a holiday when right. all the journalists can be sad and all of the American population can be watching. Can be paying attention. Yeah. Crazy. But that's it, right? That's got to no. be all of the examples. No. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> it was so. So this is the episode where a lifetime of not again NASA is is coming out, and yeah. and like I said, this is done very much on purpose. What what you find when you're an academic is is you lose a whole lot of times that other people consider vacation to your profession. Um, and, and to be clear, it's not just the missions that ruin the holidays. We have the American Geophysical Union uh, big meeting every year is usually about the week of December 12th. So you spend all of Thanksgiving madly getting ready for that. The American Astronomical Society meeting is always held both the first week in June, right after Memorial Day, often ruining Memorial Day weekend. Right. And right after New Year's. And right after New Year's, often requiring you to travel over New Year's. Oh, my God. It's all starting to come. <laughs> it's true. So, so like my entire <laughs> career, yes. every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Memorial Day, over and over. And then they just keep taking the 4th of July away with missions. Yeah. So 2015. Do you remember what happened 4th of July 2015? Again, Fourth of July is just a regular day. Do you remember what was happening June first? No. They were getting ready to fly by Pluto with the New Horizons mission. It made its closest approach on the eleventh, but they really started the hoopla on the fourth mm. of July as okay. they started to get close enough to release images of the right, tiger the first stripes. Pictures. Yep. We could see the heart. That's when we think we saw the heart on Pluto, right? Yeah. Right. So, so another holiday gone. This was followed the next year by 4th of July 2016 being when Juno entered orbit of Jupiter. January 1, 2018, New Horizons did it again. This time it was at that Ultimate little... Ultimate Thule, right. Yeah, it was at Ultimate Thule. And then Christmas Day 2021... And it's not just NASA. Over the years, we've also seen completely random, have no good reason to ruin holidays. Statistically, I guess some holidays should be ruined events occurring. Do you remember a particular comet that liked the holidays? No. Because it was Thanksgiving, which is a U.S. holiday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't understand. Again, Thanksgiving is in October, <laughs> where it so, belongs. So, so while there were many things that happened on October 10th, and I should have pulled all of them, and I didn't <laughs> think to do that. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, 2013, we had a laptop sitting on our um, sideboard in the dining room providing us coverage of Comet Ison. 
because that yes. was the day it came out from behind the sun, and we were all waiting to see if the comet survived and was right. going to be the comet of the century. So, so now you're telling me that comets are planning for U.S. holidays? I think that's a bridge too far. I, I think that one is just the statistically random. Some holidays right. are destined to be destroyed by random events. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a similar list of these for the Chinese holidays, like the Chinese New Year. That Chinese, would be so cool. Yeah, right. And that's like the big one, but there's a bunch of other fairly significant yeah. holidays. And now China is... You got the, they've got their rover on the surface of Mars. They've got their orbiter. They've got their space station. They've got astronauts flying to the space station. They've got their lunar missions. I wouldn't be surprised if they're starting to take a page because you go on to Chinese um, Weibo and WeChat and things like that, and the amount of people that are watching the news there about various Chinese space exploration events is bigger than what's happening in the rest of the world. Like it's, it's astonishing yeah. how much interest there is in, in, in Chinese missions. So have you ever been to China during a mission? No, I've never been to China. Okay. So I just happened to be in China for a conference, uh, during one of their, uh, uh, human space flights. And, when we were in Tiananmen Square over by the entrance to the Forbidden Palace, there was this giant uh, TV billboard, uh, Megatron. Mm -hmm. And it was showing live video of the astronauts in space. That's cool. While, yeah, so I'm sure that in Times Square they've periodically shown spacecraft, but I don't think they provide general coverage of NASA TV on any of those massive screens. And it would be interesting if the, if the European Space Agency for various European holidays are having this happen as well to, I guess, boost support for space exploration. It's, it's remarkably hard to figure these things out because... There aren't a lot of calendars that go through and systemically uh, list all the dates for all the things. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of hunting and pecking is required to track things down. But you were able to search, like you were able to search for significant spaceflight events that happened on, say, July 4ths. And I also remember a lot of these from having to explain right. for the so trauma. many years yeah. why I can't join people to go out and celebrate. And I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous. It's in the category of the universe is trying to kill us almost, except lighter. The universe is trying to ruin the holidays. Yes. Valentine's Day 2013 here in the U.S. It was early in the morning, uh, February 15th in Russia, was when the Chelyabinsk uh, okay. meteor now, came through the atmosphere. Now you've gone crazy. You've blamed comets. You've blamed, you've blamed, you're blaming comets hitting the earth, asteroids hitting the earth. All right. I can't follow you down the, so, so this So this one hole. is not on purpose. This is simply the universe... <laughs> Right. Using random statistics to randomly yes. destroy holidays. 
But late at night, which is not when you expect your phone to blow up when your husband is in the house with you. Yep. On Valentine's Day, my phone blew up with, with many yep. humans saying, you need to get out of bed and, and get on the Internet right now. And then right you called now. me. Yeah. And then you yeah. called me. You never call me on the phone. And you called right. me on the phone and you were like, uh, do you see what's happening in Russia? Uh, yeah. 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 So, so, so I guess the, the point of this story is that a, a chunk of it is clearly intentionally planned by the mission planners, but also randomness allows coincidences to happen yes. commonly enough for us, for us humans to see patterns where they, they don't belong. Um, coincidences are kind of an amazing thing all right well that was that was super fun super silly and i think from i hopefully now as we go forward people will start to notice they're like wait a minute why yep. is this story breaking today wait a minute because it's a holiday because and no it's a one holiday loves journalists yeah yeah well you know nobody loves journalists anyway <laughs> so we need that all right well thank you pamela we'll see you next week thank you fraser and thank you to all the people out there who make everything we do possible we are getting ready to go on summer hiatus and we are so grateful that in the past most of you have stuck with us through the summer We hope that all of you will stick with us through the summer again this year. We will continue to post content on Patreon for all of you. This week specifically, I would like to thank Gabriel Galfin, Connor, Sam Brooks, and his mom, Helga Bjorkog, uh, Thomas Sestrup, Burry Gowan, Stephen Veit, Jordan Liu, sorry, Jordan Young, Kevin Lyle, Jeanette Wink, Bar Andre Livesval, Andrew Proleska, Venkatrash Chari, Brian Cagle, David Throg, The Giant Nothing, Aurora Leiper, David, Gerhold Schweitzer, Will Hamilton, Buzz Parsec, Ron McCoy, J.F. Rujet, Kakao Sarif, William E. Kraus, Robert Plasma, Laura Kettleson, Les Howard, Jack Mudge, Joe Holstein, Gordon Dewis, Adam Anise Brown, Frank Tippin, Alexis, Richard Drum, William Baker, Wanderer M101, and Zero Chill. Thank you for chilling with us, Zero Chill. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Astronomy Cast is a joint product of Universe Today and the Planetary Science Institute. Astronomy Cast is released under a Creative Commons attribution license. So love it, share it, and remix it. But please credit it to our hosts, Fraser Kane and Dr. Pamela Gay. You can get more information on today's show topic on our website, astronomycast.com. This episode was brought to you thanks to our generous patrons on Patreon. If you want to help keep this show going, please consider joining our community at patreon.com slash astronomycast. Not only do you help us pay our producers a fair wage, you will also get special access to content right in your inbox and invites to online events. We are so grateful to all of you who have joined our Patreon community already. Anyways, keep looking up. This has been Astronomy Cast. <laughs>